What's up, everyone? I'm Steph. And I'm Rachel. And this is Going Mainstream. A show where two alternative rockers listen to music that we may have never listened to otherwise. And we critique it because we are totally experts on the topic. Welcome to our first episode. This is the first installment on a journey to expand our musical tastes. Today, you're going to learn a little bit about us and our musical influences. And we will also be critiquing the record-breaking album from 2014, Songs of Innocence, by U2. Let's get into it. Hey, Steph. Hey, Rachel. Welcome to our first podcast. We've never done this before. You guys are never heard us before, so this is pretty exciting. Yeah, I feel like, like any strong relationship, we should probably, like, introduce ourselves to the yeah. lovely public that yeah. we're going to be talking to. You guys got to get to know us. We get it. We get it. <laughs> so I think what is most important is that we love and we are obsessed with our own favorite types of music. Oh, yeah. Like, we we are music aficionados to our own respects. and. Yes. Honestly, I can't think of a day where I I don't end up listening to something or, uh, you know, love talking about a show that I've been to or an album that I've listened to. So that is really the core of what we are going to be talking about on this show. I am definitely a bit of a music snob. I mean, aren't we all, though? Yes. We all have kind of have our, our own God complex when it comes to uh, arranging our albums and arranging our playlists. Yes. But uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting ride. And as two uh, kind of self-proclaimed indie alternative rocker girls who maybe don't adventure too outside of our, our comfortable bubble, this show is all about kind of branching out. The first thing you do when you start a band is talk about your influences. I'm Rachel. I am definitely a music snob. Definitely I kind of think all my f- my favorite bands are like the best bands in the world. My favorite bands are like Fall Out Boy, My Chemical Romance, The 1975, very like 2005 emo <laughs> rock turned into like, okay, it's not 2005 anymore, Rachel, you got to listen to some new stuff. So like 21 Pilots, stuff like that. Like definitely I am really into some music with either anger or sadness behind it to kind of fuel the music. So I'm definitely interested in hearing some bands that are outside of those comfort zones that still have the kind of emotion, raw emotion behind it. Yeah, and I think we're definitely, the further we go into maybe some of these uh, brand new album reviews that we're going to get into uh, throughout uh, our season, I think we're going to discover a lot of new bands that that maybe have a little bit more edge than than we maybe gave them credit for. That's what we're here for. We want to get out of our comfort zone, learn some more, see some some new stuff. Oh man, well I definitely relate to you on kind of the uh, the early emo music, and of course I love the 1975. That was pretty much uh, how we met is through our love of the 1975 together. But I have a pretty diverse range of music that I like to listen to. I mean. I'm super into kind of like punk artists like Green Day, Blink-182, but then I'm also kind of into more of like the the indie world where it's Vampire Weekend, uh, Arcade Fire, Arctic Monkeys, um, love those kind of like songwriters that have a bit of a centric flair to them and and get really, really creative with their material. So I think it's going to be really, really interesting taking our combined perspectives and talking about 
popular albums, which are so out of uh, what, what we typically do. New schedule. 8.15 to 10, rock history. 10 to 11, rock appreciation and theory. And then band practice till the end of the day. What about math? No, not important. couple of things in music news to talk about first first of all the brit awards <gasps> just happened oh my god and, and you know this is like our bread and butter it girl. is it is like we love all alternative rock bands but we most of all love our british alternative <gasps> rock oh bands my god. and they did impressively well this year um so first of all um the 1975 took home two huge awards our uh, favorite band Honestly, so they took Ugh. home uh, British album uh, of the year for a brief inquiry into online relationships, which is very well deserved. It was all the people were really talking about. Uh, it was getting huge news coverage. A legendary album. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what I want from music. Yeah. Is a brief inquiry because it's like it's so deep, but yet poppy, yet angry and rock and sad. It and has like so oh. many emotions, and honestly, I think. As, as an album where it was really discussing really serious themes, um, it's a total testament of the times right now. Oh, yeah. Like, it really is reflecting what the political, social climate is right now. And, and I think it's very well deserved in terms of the kind of stuff it talks about. I just think it's so exciting because I've been following the 1975 since 2014 yeah. when their yeah. first album came out. Mm -hmm. And it's just so exciting to see them get these awards. And... You know, we have to be realistic. As a British band that does fly under the radar because they're so indie, because they're so alternative, mm -hmm. it's very rare that they get nominated in North America. Mm -hmm. So to see them take home two Brit Awards the other night, oh my God, I was just like so happy for them. Right, because they, not only did they take home, you know, British album, meaning George Ezra, Florence and the Machine, um, they also took home... Um, the best British group award. And that, wild. and that is wild because this is the thing. Like, if you look at who they beat, they beat out Arctic Monkeys, Gorillas, years and years, and also Little Mix, but I mean, Little Mix is... Like, they're so big in Britain. Yeah, yeah. Like, for them to beat Little Mix is, is quite impressive. And Little Mix had a great e evening as well. They took home a few awards as well. But I think... And, and I, I have something I want to talk about just in terms of... Um, award shows in general. It's it's really, really good to see so many rock bands and alternative bands being recognized in a, in a British award show because I feel like in North America, those kind of acts completely fly under the radar. Half the time, well, I mean, for most of the um, award shows in North America, the rock categories aren't even televised anymore. Yeah. They've been completely wiped out. It's all simply about, you know, hip-hop, R&B, pop, like, which, fair enough, like, that is what the majority of people are listening to, but it doesn't, you know, mean that those kind of other genres aren't any less yeah. than. It definitely doesn't represent, like, what everyone is listening to, because, yeah. yes, I love rap music, and I love mm -hmm. pop music, I love listening to what's topping the charts. They, I almost, I barely even knew one of my favorite bands this year, like, Fall Out Boy, was nominated for a Grammy. I know! 
they like, don't, they don't talk about, about it. <laughs> and, like, that's one of my favorite brands of all time. Yeah. And it's like they're nominated for a Grammy. That's crazy. So just the idea that Britain – I know they pump out a lot of rock bands, and they definitely glorify their history with the Beatles being one of the greatest oh, totally. bands totally. of all time. So I feel like they really respect groups, rock groups, and I'm just stoked that they're getting the recognition that they deserve. Yeah, and I mean, kind of going back to the, the 1975 winning, there was a moment that my like 2013, 2014 heart as like a teenager was just screaming because, first of all, um, Jared Leto. Oh my 30, God, I saw that. Of Thirty Seconds to Mars was the one who awarded them uh, for for Album of the Year. Then, in their um, acceptance speech, they thanked the Arctic Monkeys, and I'm just yeah. sitting there like I I don't know how to deal <laughs> with this. They're such humble boys. Situation emotionally because these are y'all just name dropped three of like my favorite people (laughs) so i know like jared leto up like you could see in in the 1975 when they went up to get their award that they were like oh my god this is jared leto (laughs) i know like you could see it in their eyes and i was just like oh my god this is like a such a great moment for them i'm still convinced that jared leto is like a vampire he doesn't age that man he doesn't age and it's not fair. He's, like, going to be 50 soon. Do you You're realize kidding. that? You're lying. No, he's, like, 47 years old. No, I'm going to pull it up right now. I because need I facts. Need now confirmed, he was born in 1971, making him 47 years old. Oh, my God. And he has not aged. I am shook. I want to know, like, well, A, yes, I understand that he's a vegan and works out and does literally everything opposite to me <laughs> in terms of taking care of his body but also I'm like there's a degree to where that works and then there's a degree to where you're not a human being like it's not just good for humanly him. possible so well done well done Jared Leto <laughs> well done the 1975 so happy to watch uh the Brit Awards the other night what an exciting exciting night for our favorite band honestly yeah and you know that's what that's what brought us here to this podcast it honestly did that day when we realized that we were both <laughs> fans we of the 1975. With the 1975 and here we are i gotta say i have a really good pick for this week i'm excited i'm excited please tell me what what is your music recommendation for this week have you heard the new song that just came out called 11 Minutes by Halsey, or Youngblood featuring Halsey. I haven't heard it yet. I highly recommend everyone go listen to the new song, 11 Minutes by Youngblood featuring Halsey, oh, okay. also featuring Travis Barker, which is really cool. Oh, Travis Barker's yeah. on it, too. Yeah. Hey. Um, my, like, we all love Halsey already. True. But this young blood guy, he is this, like, 90s grunge rock, mm-hmm. like, vocal. And the raspiness. I'm yeah, into he's it. very raspy. And he, it's just so good he's like this young cool dude with this great aesthetic and he's just like crazy hair classic like kurt cobain 
but like even emoer, <laughs> which is so cool to me. And like, it's so cool that this like is existing right now and it's popular. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the song 11 Minutes has like a great story. The video is great. And Youngblood just has a lot of other great songs that if you're into like something a bit darker, right. still upbeat though. It's not like sad. It's still upbeat. I would highly recommend it. And Very oh my cool. God, he has a song called California. We're just going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> One more song. Guys, we don't need more songs about goddamn California. That's <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure if I looked at like every artist that I've ever loved, there's got to be at least one reference to California in there. So can we really fault him? I mean, eh. it's what else are people writing about? Write about Winnipeg. Yeah, where's the Winnipeg song? There's only like, well, there's only one by the Weaker Thans. Yeah. And everybody. It's not even a good song. <laughs> like, what about another state, guys? No one writes about Wisconsin. Fair. The people of Wisconsin, I feel like y- y'all need to step it up and start getting some. Yeah. Somebody write a song about Wisconsin already. Yeah. That's that's the request this week. <laughs> please, we welcome. Any songs about Wisconsin, please send them to us. Because <laughs> we, we want to know. We're the target market for yes. it. Steph, what is your music recommendation this week? This week, I this album has been on heavy rotation since it came out, and I am very, very excited. Um, when I discovered, you know, this artist spoke, I want to say maybe like a year ago, I was just like absolutely entranced by her voice. Um, and this is uh, Heard It in a Past Life by Maggie Rogers. <gasps> I love her. I love her too. She's just like this cute little singer-songwriter, and she just has like a really cool vibe to her, like – no makeup, kind of just, like, kicking it in your jeans and, like, just jamming with your friends on a Saturday night. Like, that is the kind of vibe that I get from this. But it's almost so very, like, hypnotic, which I think is really cool. So I love the song Give a Little, which is uh, the first first song on the track. Um, I think it's just like there's some really good beats to be had and she has a very uh very very unique and light light voice but also powerful totally. like yeah no I'm I'm really really digging she's so past like relatable she I, is I love about yeah her. she really really is she's just like kind of cool cool girl next door that yeah. like you just want to be invited to her party she's like your friend and she's like hey I'm gonna like be an artist and you're like I see that for you. I like, see she's that. So, yeah. Like, th- like I d- never met the girl, but I just like know it. There was this incredible um, interview that I saw where she, well, not really an interview, but she sat down with Pharrell um, to, and she played him some of the songs off of her album. And I, f- I feel like the poor thing was just sitting there like, waiting for him to critique it and it was like five minutes of him just sitting there in silence like listening to it completely straight-faced and she looked scared (laughs) she seems like yeah just like a normal down-to-earth i know and i'm like pharrell it's one of the biggest producers in music Mm -hmm. is listening to your album and it was the sweetest thing to watch because he's like wow i love this i love this for you you're doing something so different and just her the look on her face just like for that validation, I I wanted to cry like for Aww. her. It was just so sweet, and I I think everyone would really really love this album. So definitely go check it out. Heard in a past life, Maggie Rogers. Add it to your playlist right now. Do it right now, people. <laughs> 
for this album review, we chose <laughs> Songs of Innocence by U2. That's right, people. Oh my goodness. The lovely album that U2 gave us that nobody asked for. <laughs> oh, they gave it to us all right. They served it up on a silver platter on all of our iPhones. And they force fed us. Yes. <laughs> because we had no choice. It just appeared. Now, I think it's funny because uh, we, we were talking about this earlier of how like we remember the moment that we realized that we couldn't get this U2 album off our phones. 100%. Back in 2014. Uh, I remember when like I first discovered Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. And it was around the time when I got 2014, got my new iPhone, and mm-hmm. I was all about Bluetooth in my car mm-hmm. from my phone. And it would just automatically start playing the YouTube album. Like, ev- like I was, I didn't want to listen to it. It just automatically started playing whether I liked it or not. And I was just like, this is not. <laughs> Who does this? It's like some cruel joke. I mean, I guess th- this is the one thing that I was thinking about. It's like Apple strategically chose YouTube because they're like the safest band they could possibly put on everyone's phone. You know, like, has has you 2 other than the fact that, like, I don't know, Bono is, Bono's just an odd, an odd individual. Talented, but a very odd individual. Um, they, they've never really done anything that, like, really polarizes people with their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're very neutral. They they're are. They're like a hippie rock band. Yeah. They're also, when I went to, like, a Christian private school, I just remember that all of my profs... Um, liked it was either U2 was their favorite band or Mumford and Sons was their favorite Great band. Choices. And I think that says so much about like, Chris, like Christian rock being integrated into songs. Um, but what I do remember is everyone was hyped about this album and then it instantly faded because it wasn't like no, it wasn't a memorable album from what I remember. Like there weren't any singles that were being released really on mainstream radio is all just on happening on iTunes. Yeah, like this album it has three singles this album. Yeah, but apparently. do we remember any of them? No. 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 The only song I I can recall off the top of my head that's by U2 is It's a Beautiful Day. <laughs> and that's yeah. a great song. It is. It is. Like I remember like Honestly, I just remember Sunday Bloody Sunday because my parents used to play it all the time. But yeah, no, Beautiful Day is probably the one that sticks in my head the most. Isn't it funny that even though we all had this album on our phones, I didn't know a single title or a single lyric to this album when before listening to it. I know. And it was forced upon us. Yeah. So I feel like that says something. I feel like it was a weird it was like a publicity stunt that got people thinking about U2 and how much they didn't want U2 on yeah. there. So it was kind of like a publicity stunt that backfired um, because I, I remember there were so many people asking uh, in Apple forums how to take it off that they literally had to put like a tutorial <laughs> on how to get the U2 oh album off your, off your phone. <laughs> Did you know that they're like really like they're really popular this band yeah oh yeah isn't that weird though like my dad is such a big music guy mm-hmm. and I think he hates you too there's a lot of people like this is the thing I feel like a lot of people who are into rock like almost consciously avoid you too and I don't understand why but but 
I, I don't know. Hello. Hi, Dad. Yeah. Do you like you two? You two? Yeah, yeah. they're not bad. <laughs> Damn it. I thought he really didn't like you, too. I had this idea in my head that he didn't like you, too. So, Rachel, first opinions. What did, what did you think overall of the album? You know, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Mm, I okay. I didn't mind it. I do have a standout song that I did not like. And ah. I do have a standout song that I did like. So do I. So and do I. I think it was good. I thought it was good. I think overall, I wasn't mad at it. You know, like in the moment when I first got it, I was mad at it. And now it's been, it's been five years since this right? album came out. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's been five years. I've had five years to really just sit down and appreciate. <laughs> Take it all Songs in. Songs of Innocence by you 2 And I, yeah, the verdict is I'm not mad at it. I think out of any U2 album... It's actually pretty like current and I felt that way I felt about it's it. fresh, you yeah, know. I was like, okay, I see what you guys are doing here. Bono. <laughs> Bono. Bono's sexy. <laughs> you know? Please, please elaborate on that. Like, I don't know what you think of when you first think of Bono, but I think of his role in Across the Universe, the movie, the Beatles movie. <gasps> True. I forgot that he was in that. And he plays like the hippie, and he's mm-hmm. always like they're like getting on a bus to go like and meet he sings, some like, I am the walrus. God. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you're either on the bus or off the bus. <laughs> Everybody back on the bus. What? We're going home, California. Hi, uh, Doc. We just got here. California isn't home to all of us. Yeah. What can I say? You're either on the bus or off the bus. Bono. All right. That was the scene. That was the scene where she fell in love, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I just don't know if our love can be. He's he's quite old. Yeah. How, how old is he now? He's 58. Huh. And he's he's like a rock star still. <laughs> I, I have to give credit where credit is due. If you are still making music when you are like in, almost in your 60s or past your 60s, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like well done to you. Um, the one thing I think of, um, when I think of Bono is how the man wears sunglasses (laughs) all the time. All the time. Indoors, at night. Isn't that weird? Everything. (laughs) But hey, he's not wearing sunglasses on the cover of this album, let me tell you. Is that him? He's the one that's hugging. Okay, I need so much context on the, on the album cover here. Let me, let me Google here. For those of you who don't know, it's, it is Bono? It is Bono that's that's hugging the guy. Bono's the one that is lower hugging hugging the person. Yeah. I feel like I'm just going to put it out there. There's a little uh sexual tension in this photo. Let me read this straight from Rolling Stone magazine. Okay, please. Yes. You two have unveiled the intimate cover image for their new LP, Songs of Innocence. Oh, she intimate. The black and white photo shot by Glenn Lutchford shows drummer. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> shows drummer Larry Mullen Jr. shielding his 18-year-old son in a protective embrace. Oh, I take back everything I just said about being sexual. <laughs> it is though, like it is. Why are they shirtless? That's the thing. If they weren't shirtless, I would feel no way about this. I think that's the thing. I don't know. Okay. Okay. You know what? I get it now. Because based on what 
I read in Rolling Stone about what the album is trying to like convey, I get it because I think the whole theme of the album is them kind of going back to their younger years when um, they were living in in Dublin and going through a whole bunch of like yeah issues of a growing up and also just like the turmoil that was going on there. Um, so that that makes sense if it's more done in like a protective manner. I get it. I get it because that was the one kind of mystery that I had with this whole thing where I'm like, I don't I don't understand what you're trying to convey with the the album cover. I have a quote from Bono. It says, with this record, we're looking for the raw, naked and personal to Ah. strip everything back. Holding on to your own innocence is a lot harder than holding on to someone else's. Oh, I love Bono. That's deep. Bono. What's I up? just, I never realized, well, okay, no, they're like humanitarians and they have lots to say and they're very revolutionary. Yeah. They got the, the revolutionary vibe in their music. But no, that was well done. Well done, good what sir. guy. <laughs> what was your favorite song? My favorite song, now I actually, I had two. I had two. Wow. And, and ho- I know, oh I know. This isn't even just like I. You are a changed woman. I think I am. The weird thing about this, and I think maybe this was the whole situation of the their publicity stunt, is after listening to this, I did go back and listen to other U2 songs. So I was inspired after the fact. So who knows? Maybe I am a U2 fan blossoming. All right. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that my... makes one of us. Okay. <laughs> my favorite, I'll start with my first one that I, that I really, really liked. And that was uh, Iris, Hold Me Close. I really, really enjoyed that song. I thought, um, well, first of all, I really loved the harmonies at the beginning of the song um, and kind of like the really choppy guitar riffs from the edge. Like he's he's kind of known for like all of the different effects and stuff that he does with the guitar. And, and I, I think that like the guitar is what made it sound like you too. But everything else about it seemed really, really new and fresh to me. Um, and honestly, I think on this track in particular, I think Bono's voice is really captivating. You know, like he sings at a bit of a lower octave, like he doesn't kind of just go into the kind of shouting kind of uh, vocals that he typically does. Um, and it builds like it gets really more kind of dramatic as it goes. And what what I always kind of think of when I listen to songs and create this image in my head of I was at a concert, would I be enjoying the song live? And I think this is definitely one of those songs. I think, yeah, I would say my favorite song is Iris with with mm-hmm. a very close second to the song that comes directly after it on the album, Volcano. Interesting. Okay. See, you're picking songs that really flew under the radar for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. No, no. I, I want to hear your opinion then. I, what, are, what were a couple of your favorite songs then off the album? I really liked my top was Song for Someone. slower Mm -hmm. but it wasn't trying too hard it was very natural i think and i think some of the other songs were trying too hard 
the California one. Trying I way can't. too hard. I can't. <laughs> but like, and oh my god, Cedarwood Road. I didn't get it. It's towards the end of the album, and it's like, hey, we'll be a little country. It's like Bono. But again, Stop. nobody nobody asked for that. I know, and it's like we didn't ask for any of this, but here we are. Um, <laughs> My second favorite is The Miracle of Joey Ramone. Because mm-hmm. Joey Ramone. First of all, yes. Like, Fantastic. And, like, I I, did, I haven't studied the song. I really liked it at surface level. But I'm assuming there's something about the Ramones involved in this track. Yeah, well, and, like, what's really interesting, when I was looking into kind of, like, the stories behind the album, they did reference, like, them looking back when they were seeing you know, bands in the 70s okay. that influenced them. So I could definitely see, like, if that was, you know, an individual who really inspired the band. It was definitely, like, a rock song, mm-hmm. which I liked. And it was unexpected from you too, mm-hmm. And I was excited about it. And I think that was a really good choice for an opening track. And that's also a single off the album. I agree. Yeah. You know, honestly, now that I look back on it, I do remember people – discussing that one obviously like it's the first one so it's the Mm -hmm. one that most people are going to hear off the bat when they give it a chance but no overall i i agree i think it was a pretty pretty solid track overall so what about the other two to you kind of made them less of contenders for you the california and cedarwood road yeah yeah the california song is just like another song about california i was just about to say i'm like we don't need any more songs about california like it is a rock song which Mm -hmm. i like but it is also bono (laughs) everything i'm gonna say here is like because it's bono like it's bono singing about california and maybe we should look at the lyrics about what he's actually saying. But, like, I want a hippie vibe. I don't want city vibe, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is the other thing that I have. It starts off with this, like, for Santa whom the bell tolls. Like, Santa Barbara. Yeah. Like, it starts off so dramatic. And then it goes into this, them just saying Santa Barbara over and over and over again. Like they're trying to be the Beach Boys, but it's not working. <laughs> I don't like it. It's just if it if they'd stuck to three Santa Barbaras, maybe. But I just, just thought it was ve- it was very ominous, and I was just like, I don't I don't know what you're doing. I don't. I, it was a weird tone to the song, mm-hmm. but I'm like, all right, another U two song out there in the world for people to listen to. <laughs> right. You know. So, so this is the thing. I want to defend Iris and 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 Volcano a little bit. I guess I'll, I talked a little bit about Iris and what I thought, but I haven't really touched into Volcano. And that was, yeah, that one I thought really kind of stood up to me. It is a shorter song compared to like the other ones on the album, which do kind of run around like four. There, there are a few songs that run like five minutes on on this particular album. But I thought it's just like this, like an edgier kind of more brooding song, like. It has these elements of really heavy bass, which starts off, which I d- typically don't associate with a with a U two song. I'm I'm looking for kind of like the chimey guitar, yeah, for 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 everything. But um, yeah, so that one I I kind of picked up on because of the bass and because of how different it sounded. 
Um, and I thought I think it's something you can really jam to. Like when you really put it on and listen to it, it's gritty, it's intense, and I like. I think what I liked on a few of the tracks here, which made them stand out to me, is there was kind of they were playing around with more like bluesy rock riffs. Okay, okay. which of which I thought was cool. Like I'm I'm really into the Black Keys, and there were a few moments where it's almost just like this could almost be a riff that you hear in a Black Keys song. So I I was into it. Maybe I am a U2 fan. Maybe I just like didn't realize it. Maybe I was just, I've been in denial for five years. You know what I mean? Maybe that's all it is. What are you going to rate this album out of five stars? Oh, man. Let's keep in mind that this album was rated number one. Number one on of Rolling the year. Stones of which, 2014. Which I must say, I, I've i been reading Rolling Stone magazine since I was like a young teen. Um, and they, this is the thing, they have a love affair with Bruce Springsteen. And they put Bruce Springsteen second to you too on this track like on their list which i was shocked interesting so that's why i'm just like i i don't know if i'm on the level where i appreciate it as much as the rolling stone editor who put it there however out of five bonos (laughs) all wearing sunglasses indoors amazing i give it i'm giving it a four which maybe is gracious but i liked it i'm not mad at the album i like it i think you just need to admit that you're a youtube fan i think it's time you can pay like five hundred dollars to see them in concert oh god (laughs) i'm gonna be on that level hey me and all the they came here back in the day they did they did that little well, I shouldn't say little. It was a quite a quite a big tour. Uh, the like the three sixty. Yeah, and where... they did like the old when the old stadium was still here. Yeah, they played that. I remember. All right, my dad the made us stadium. drive by. Oh my god, my dad is a fan. <laughs> oh my god, I'm just having this flashback. He was like, "Let's go drive by the old stadium because I don't want to actually buy tickets." Maybe this is the thing that we're learning. Oh my maybe God, maybe everyone secretly likes you too, but they're just afraid to admit it. Are you too? The Nickelback of our parents' generation. I, this is how it went. It went from U2 to Nickelback, and Nickelback is now handing the baton to Imagine Dragons. <laughs> why Why the hate? Why the hate for Imagine Dragons? I, I don't get it's it. It's not even that I hate Imagine Dragons. Just, I'm seeing it happen. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just seeing it happen. I am shook. I'm shook to my core that you would even bring them up on a day such as today. I'm sorry. This is a conversation for another time, but um, oh I think I'm going to give this album a three. Fair. A solid three. All right. Fair. I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I picked a favorite, like a strong favorite, but I just, I just don't relate to them and I don't mm-hmm. have an emotional connection to them, which is a really big deal for me mm-hmm. when it comes to listening to music. And um, I say I don't have an emotional connection, yet I'm in love with Bono. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just – every band that I love that is from, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. like, I grew up on them. Yeah. 
like the Beatles, Queen, Oof. Led Zeppelin, Oof. like these bands. Like I grow up on them, so I have this deep connection with them. Yeah, no, but I, I it's agree. It's hard to just pick up a YouTube album and immediately fall in love. Like mm-hmm. you totally just did it, but like for me, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I just thought it was hard. But I do, I liked it for what it was. Well, time to say goodbye to Bono. <laughs> goodbye, Songs Bye, of Bono. Innocence. We got rid of you once from our from our iTunes, uh, and now I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> oh, goodbye. <laughs> Thank you. Next. <laughs> tell me a story uh this is a story about the time when i happened to uh conveniently meet imagine dragons at their show okay that's the coolest thing <laughs> i would just go up to them and be like radioactive oh my god. radioactive <laughs> oh my god well I guess I'm happy I have more constraint than you, but I I mean... I hold back nothing if I'm around a celebrity. I really Like, I will go full, like, I will push people out of my way. Yeah. Damn. Uh, Tell your story. Tell your story. At the same time, mad respect for you, though. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you. (laughs) Um... So, yeah, this is... This is interesting. For for people who don't know, I, I work at multiple music venues around the city. I have been for about five years now. And I've seen I've seen some shit. <laughs> I've seen some shit in it. Uh, and I have luckily been in a few instances where I have gotten the chance to interact with some of the acts or celebrities who are are at the venues. And this was not at all one that I thought I was going to be uh, having. I didn't think I was going to be having this interaction whatsoever, but I got put on the floor for Imagine Dragons tour. And this is the thing, like now that I think back at it, um, this was there for their second album, I believe, which whose name is escaping me. Please fill me in. Gold something. Is that what it was? Is that the one with the shots on it? Yes. That's the one with shots. Oh, Ooh, night visions. No, that's the first one. What is it? Yeah. No, Smoke and Mirrors. <gasps> Smoke and Mirrors. Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, their tour for Smoke and Mirrors, which was their second album. And get 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 a load of this. So Metric and Halsey. Girl, you know. Were the openers. I was at the show. Were you at that show? At show? Oh, no way. It was a fantastic. I honestly want to say in all the years that I've been working at at concerts, I have to give it to them because that was an incredible, incredible show, and the lineup was insane. Um, but yeah, so I ended up on the floor, which was a super easy task that night because I was basically just taking people's tickets, and it was a GA floor, so we just we just let them run to the front like madmen, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and people were super well behaved at that show. Like that is one thing I always remember. Uh, I didn't have to, like, do any damage control. Didn't have to tackle anybody. Didn't have to, like, send them home with their drunk friends that night. Like, it was it was, it was a good, easy night. However, this is – I'm going to get into the story now. I, I keep stalling here. I'm giving too much background info. Um, but I was standing – and I'm, I'm decently close to where the backstage entrance is. And Metric is currently on the stage. And all of a sudden, I see this this toddler – just run backstage. Oh my god, what? The security guards aren't 
doing anything to like stop this kid so i don't know if they just haven't seen it or like it it i've seen i I say it simply because i can't remember if it was a girl or a boy it was dark okay It it was really dark but uh yeah so i instantly just kind of start freaking out I'm like, what if, what if some parent comes by and I was the reason that their kid, like, I don't know, disappeared that night into oblivion because <laughs> I didn't do anything to stop it. So instantly I start like running over and trying to tell security being like, hey, look, like there's this kid. Um, I don't know where they went, but they went backstage. So they all like leave to go try to find this kid. Um, then I go back to like to my to my post because I want to see metric. I want to be like, oh, I'm jamming a metric. It's great. Um, I look back and then all of a sudden I see this guy sitting on the floor, like directly in the middle of the backstage entrance. And I'm thinking like, what the f- like, what is happening? Like, what is all of a sudden is going on? But I see that he has like a pass, like like a like a laminate attached to his belt there so i'm like okay clearly he's part of the crew but it's still super weird that he's just sitting there like cross-legged taking photos with his like iphone i'm like okay all right so i'm just trying to be like a nice person here so i walk up and i have like a chair next to me folded up that i'm not using so i'm like well hell if i'm don't sit on the floor man like i got you so i walk up to him and as I'm passing him this chair and I look, I'm like, hey, man, do you want this? And I instantly just stop because it was. No. Uh, yeah. Dan Reynolds of, oh of my Imagine God. Dragons. Yeah. And and I'm I literally just had to just sit like I was just standing there for a second, not knowing what to do with myself and uh, trying to, like, make my face like become not numb anymore. Because I was just smiling so big. And he looks at me and he was, I have to say, he was like one of the sweetest people ever. He was, seems so sweet. He's so nice. He he really, really is. And he just smiles up and he's like, oh, like, that's so nice of you. Thanks. He's like, but I'm not going to be staying here long. I just wanted to come see our opening band. He's like, aren't they great? And I'm just, and I'm like, what a sweetheart. First of all. I never end up seeing, like, the bands actually come out to watch their openers. So I think that was, like, totally cool that he did that. All of a sudden, the rest of the band just emerges from, from the, the back, or the, uh, yeah, the backstage entrance. And so I, I, again, don't know what to do with myself. My mouth isn't working. I'm not making, I'm making slightly normal sounds, but nothing of a full sentence is coming out. Um, and I realize... That one of them is holding this toddler in their <laughs> arms. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're you're all related. That's that's just great. And they're like, oh, yeah, we heard that they, they'd run off on their own and it's fine. But thanks for, like, checking up. And I, it was just one of those weird, surreal experiences where they were just totally, totally chill, that's normal so human beings. Cool. Which is beautiful. But I did not expect that situation whatsoever. No. Happy it happened, though, because that was a great, great time. So how can you tell such an amazing story and then have the audacity (sighs) to compare Imagine Dragons to Nickelback? I want to say it in this sense that I loved Imagine... And I use... I use the past tense here. (gasps) What changed? 
honestly, their most recent album really uh, pushed me away. I'm such a fake fan. I haven't even I listened have to, to say. it. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't sold on their most recent album, Evolve, and now Origins has come out, which I haven't given a listen to. But this is the thing. I really liked um, how kind of like light and upbeat their songs were. Like, the, it was just, like, I remember listening to I'm on top of the world, eh? I'm on top of the world, eh? And it's, like, the little happy Wait party song. I love that like, song. Like, yeah, like, like I love Night Visions, loved Smoke and Mirrors, I thought. And, and they're incredible performers. They they really, really are. They, they have great energy on stage, and that is something I cannot fault them for even now. But I was so not sold on, uh, on Evolve. I felt like they... They were trying to do all these, like, anthem-worthy songs, and they were just, like, really aggressive. No, like, this, and this is the thing, like, I listen to, we both listen to rock bands, like, regularly. I listen to the freaking screamo bands half the time. But I just felt like it was just so kind of out of their element from what they did before. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm most familiar with the first two albums. Yeah. And, like, oh, my God, that song, Underdog. Yeah, it's like that's a jam, mm-hmm. and um, oh, I bet my life. Yeah, uh, I bet my life. I bet my but, life. Oh, okay. So, oh, so the fall. The fall is oh, great. However, going back to I bet my life, that I feel like that was the song everybody liked it. Everybody liked it, but that was the beginning of what I like to call the shouting factor. Oh, the ah. Uh, it's just the- they they do this thing all the time where all of their new songs believer. No. I don't like that song. Every sports team was using it and it's it's just him shouting. You don't like that? I mm, It's just it's becoming a regular occurrence now that they're shouting in my ear. Well, I don't need that. Let, let's let's put them on the back burner for now. Fine. Let's, All right. Fine. Let's hope that maybe their next album is okay. This is true. We haven't. I ha- both of us have not listened to the new album. This might be their redemption from from Evolve, but we'll see. We'll see. No more hate on. The I don't boys. like hating on bands, and I do really like Imagine Dragons, but it's just I see it. I see the transition happening, but we're going to leave it alone because I, I don't want to dig them into a deeper hole. I don't want to dig myself into a deeper hole. People are going to hate you. Oh, I mean, what else okay. is new? <laughs> okay, so let me tell you a story, Steph. Mm-hmm. Let me, like, just flash back to 2013 or something. Me and two of my best friends at the time, we decided to go see Mariana's Trench. Bless. And... We love Marianas Trench. I love Marianas Trench so much. But their opening band was down with Webster. And if we flash back to the time... That takes me back. Yeah. Like, they were really good. Insert clip of rich girls here. Girl, and it's gone too far, cause you know it don't matter anyway. See, money, money won't get you too far, get you too far. It feels like we haven't seen each other in years. Why don't you join me for a couple of beers? Clink, cheers. Wow. I seen you on my Facebook profile. Girl, and it's gone too far. Cause you know it don't matter anyway. 
You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. <laughs> Love that song. And it was like a Canadian hit. Like they really like took they were control a of band. Canadian radio for a little bit. They were really hype. Yeah. Um, they never made it. Like they're not a band anymore. That but, makes me so sad. Because right? I feel like they had so much potential. They did. But ugh, what are you gonna do? And Down with Webster is opening for Mariana's Trench. Concert's over, concert was great, and Down with Webster announces that they were gonna do a signing out in the MTS Center um, lobby. Okay. After the show was over. Me and my friends freaking out. I'm about to meet Down with Webster. Like this is a, that's a, in in twenty ten, like that's a, that's an exciting moment. Amazing. We get in this huge lineup. Why do so many people want to meet Down with Webster? I don't know. But there was a huge lineup. <laughs> they cut the line off right before us. No. Like I saw this this older little lady like pulls this little this little like one of those It's like a belt. One yeah. Of those belts like right in front of us. She's like, sorry dear. And I'm like, ah. I'm trying to meet my future <laughs> husband here, lady. You don't understand. Oh. Down with Webster's gonna be around forever. <laughs> and here we are in twenty nineteen. Um, so I had purchased a hat. They had their own hats. Mm-hmm. Like back when everyone, all the like cool dudes like wore like those like flat. <gasps> like, oh, snapbacks. Yeah. Yeah. And it had like the DWW for Down yeah. Webster on the front. Awful. Like why? <laughs> why did I spend probably $40 on this hat? Oh my God. <laughs> I had no sense of money, people. I really want to see that hat. Like, I like, please bring that hat I'm in. I'm going to show you a picture. I'm going to show you a picture. <laughs> so we decide to go. We're like, okay, listen, we're not going to meet down with Webster. So let's just go, like, watch them do the signing from afar. So we can at least, like, get close to them. Mm-hmm. So just to preface this, I've already met down with Webster at this point. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was so just you're like, you're not oh my that God. mad about it, but you're, like, a little, like, I'm a fan. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, guys, this should be me. <laughs> um, so like I don't know how but like I feel like they remembered me and my friends because we had like stalked them <laughs> maybe, Not really. that's, maybe that's why <laughs> but like so they remembered us so they like waved at us or something and then we came closer to the table with the lineup still in front of us and I gestured to the main guy who <sighs> I thought was the cutest. Mm-hmm. His name's Cam. I still know that. <gasps> I Cam Hunter. Yeah. Oh my I god. I am so in love with Cam. Like Stop. To th- not to this, to this day. Oh no. No. To no, this day, no. I'm 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 saying it like to this day. I love Cam Hunter. So this just triggered me oh in ways god, you sorry. didn't think. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, I don't want to delay your story, but oh my god, my heart, <laughs> Cam Hunter. He was my fave. Oh. He had the he had the he was the little rapper one. He was he was a little little white boy rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Who were we? (laughs) Who were we? This is embarrassing. Okay. I gestured to him to take my hat to sign it. Mm -hmm. But, like, we were, like, a good hat's throw away from each other. (laughs) (laughs) One hat's throw away. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a, I don't know, couple feet. Okay, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'll just throw it. I have so many, like, basketball skills. I'll just, like, throw this hat over to him. So I throw it, and it lands on top of the bassist's red solo cup that is full of beer. <laughs> and it knocks beer onto the bassist's cell phone that is Party sitting foul. right there. Party he, foul. Oh, my God. Oh you should no. have seen this poor guy's face. He, like, picks up his cell phone and he, like, jumps back. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll bleep that. But that's what he said. And then... <laughs> 
Cam, the guy that I wanted to sign it, he signs it and he throws it back like like nothing. He just like, oh, there you go, throws it back. And then like I get kicked out of the MTS Center. <laughs> you got kicked out? Mm-hmm. No. And they were like, you guys got to go. Like, like, And I was like, okay. But I got my hat and it has Cam's signature on it. <laughs> Does not smell like beer. Enough years have passed that's that it good. no longer smells like beer. I'm, yeah, no, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> but that's just a, one of the examples of me being a crazy sixteen-year-old wanting to meet cute boys. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people can relate. But I still, I can't believe they kicked you out for that. I know it's an accident. Well, he asked for. I it. know, but like. <laughs> Come on, Rachel, you should have threw that a bit better. It just totally, like, <laughs> like flopped. And it, oh. Did you start go like, did you go home and start, like, playing catch with your dad again so that you could, like, improve your skills in the future? I won't even lie to you. I had nightmares. <laughs> like, thinking that this bass player, like, hated me and he was going to, like, tweet about it and then everyone was going to hate me. And the girl that lives in Winnipeg that, like, broke his phone and I was just like oh just ruined ruined reputation you know when you like spilt beer you like think back to embarrassing memories and you're like why and you relive them oh yeah yeah, that was me for a little while after that incident oh man hey you're here you made it hey you're here and down with Webster isn't here so that (laughs) says so what (laughs) just kidding we love down with Webster (laughs) r.i.p All right, Rachel, I think it's that time where we choose which album we are going to review next week. Okay. So we have a hat here full of names. Yes, we do. This Anything is, always, is possible. This is always the, like the scary part. It is. Because it, it defines our week, what it, we're listening to all week. It defines my mood yeah. in general. But it's time. Okay. Can we get a drum roll? This week's pick is... Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a full album? <laughs> that is not oh what my I was God. anticipating. <laughs> okay. This album was... Hey, let's cut them to the slack. This album was rated number three on Rolling Stone Magazine's 50 Best Albums of 2013. It's true, but I never understood the hype. So, I mean, this is, this is what this show is about, but... I have to listen to Daft Punk for an entire week. <laughs> get ready to get freaky, guys, because we're going to be listening to Daft Punk. <laughs> oh, random access memories. Here we go. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> 